All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Cornell Lewis coming to you with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. Once again, I am Dr. Cornell Lewis. Got a couple special guests with me today. Uh, One of the guys you already know, he was with me last week, uh, Brother Marcus Davis. Marcus, can you say what's up? Hello, people. How are you doing today? Peace and blessings. All right. And we got a new guy today. Uh, Just met him, but I was really impressed by his attitude and the different things that he is doing uh, with his life. And also, we took an Enneagram together, and turns out we the same kind of people. So go on and introduce yourself, sir. How you doing today? Uh, I'm LaFonda Carson. I'm glad to be here. All right. So I just want to make sure that we get into things today. What we're going to do is uh, LaFonda and I had a nice conversation yesterday about uh, family, about different things that he's gone through. And it seems to me like uh, with uh, Brother Marcus, we had a conversation last week. A lot of what he has gone through, you know, we've kind of dealt with as men. You know, one of the things I'm on big time is that we as black men have dealt with uh, PTSD long before anybody was able to diagnose it in us. Uh, We've been had a lot of letters thrown at us all our whole lives, but quiet as it's kept, what it's come down to is that uh, we most of us have gone untreated. And so I just want to kind of get into some things today and kind of let you know uh, as our audience what's happening out there. Uh, we pray for everybody that is going through this, and we hope that the brothers in jail and the brothers locked up and the, and the brothers out there who uh, may not get to hear this right away understand that uh, we're down for you, and we're hoping that things work out for you as it goes forward. So let's get started. Uh, LaFonda, uh, one of the things that I want to know from you is how have you, uh, what have been your major life challenges uh, growing up and you being the guy that everybody seems to come to, but you not having anyone to come to. Okay. Um, so my biggest challenge, like you're saying, is uh, people tend to try to, they, they look for me to pour into them. I don't have mm-hmm. anyone to pour myself into. So I kind of just soak everything up. Um, and it is a lot to carry, you know, my entire life, you know, like I talked about not smoking, you know, not drinking, um, not partying, no tattoos. And a lot of that, I said that was for me, but also, also to set an example for my family and my cousins as well. You know, there's been like a lot of situations in my life where my little cousins, they have not did things because they never seen their big cousin do it. You know? Wow, so, wow. Yeah, like it's been crazy situations where, you know, some guys, you know, at times guys try to fight us, but because mm-hmm. I didn't swing, mm-hmm. they didn't swing. And How old are you, man? I'm 22. 22 years old. Wow, okay. I'm going to tell you, the wisdom is good out there. The, the, you know, like I say it right, I, I, I liked him from the beginning. I don't know if I like him in the middle or the end, but I liked him from the <laughs> beginning, all right? So uh, that's that's deep, and, and the fact that you already are having to set that role, uh, you know, Marcus, talk to us about pressure, man. How how much pressure is that to just be, you know, automatically you twenty two and you got right. pressure? Oh, that's that's a tremendous pressure. I mean, from from well, I'm clearly not twenty two, but at twenty two years old, I couldn't imagine these things. You know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Because I was looking to other people myself, like he was saying, as examples for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and most of them was the wrong examples. Who was doing all the things he was saying, drinking and smoking and things of that nature? Is what I was into. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I was younger. And it took me, uh, I was in my 30s before I even thought about changing any of that. You right, know what I'm saying? right. But then at the same time, I had examples. Like I had my father, 
as I told you before, and my father, like I said, I thought he was a square dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but when when I went to school and stuff, all my buddies didn't have a father. Mm. You know, mm. and and I was following them, and you know what I'm saying, doing what they was doing. And dad was telling me one thing at home, but peer pressure in the street was telling me something else because my friends, of course, didn't have that back the back that I had with my father. You know, so. Yeah. It kind of threw me off, so I was into the whole drinking and smoking and running the streets mm-hmm. and tattoos and all that, you know. So that's that was my thing. Right. So uh, to see a brother with a head start like that already, with that same kind of mindset already, oh, you ahead of the game, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. Why? Why didn't you? I mean? Come on, man. I'm. 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 <clears throat> bruh, and you got to help help us out here, Lafonda. I. I. How come, bro? I mean, you're a handsome cat. You ain't as handsome as I am. <laughs> Neither one of you. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, how how did you how do you stay away from those things, man? Is it is it just that important to be that guy, or do you think to yourself sometimes, man, I sure would like to go drop a stack in the club? I mean, um, how you how do you stay away, man? Well, I feel like at a very young age, I knew who I was. And mm, I also mm. knew what I wasn't. You know, um, just growing okay. up. In my environment, you know, I could look at, okay, this is my cousin. This is my uncle. He did this, look where he ended up. Mm. She did this, look where she ended up. Mm. So I just picked I picked apart what everyone was doing. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. And if everyone around me is smoking and drinking and y'all all jacked up, well, I'm like, mm. well, that can't be the right way to go. And it got to the point where I'm 22 years old and I never smoked or drink. So it's like, okay, my friends, now I'm known for that's LaFonda. He doesn't smoke or drink. So now it's like, it's kind of like those one of those things now where that's what I'm known for. So it's like, well, at this point, I feel like it's stuck with me now. I might as well keep the street. Might as well roll with it. Might as well yeah, roll yeah, with it yeah, now. Yeah. So. Wow, especially, man. Especially if you're successful doing it, brother. You yeah, know, that's, that's a big deal, man. I mean, because I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm just like Brother Marcus, man. Uh, that was our uh, that was our initiation. That was my initiation growing up. Absolutely. Is you got to, you got to drink. And uh, then, you know, I mean, they was they would even tell me, and it's in one of my books, you know, they would even tell me, you know, keep the 40 in the bag, bro. Get you one of the little bags, put the 40 in the bag, keep it in there. You know what I'm saying? So if you toss it, you know, or, or, or the cops come through, they don't know you drinking a 40. It could be a, a bottle of Fago or whatever. That's back when they used to put Fago in bottles. You don't know nothing about that, young brother. But, yeah, <laughs> I played some music for this cat the other day or I asked him about somebody. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard of him. Stevie Wonder, I heard to him i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like i'm old i'm old bro yeah yeah i'm old man so so yeah so that that must have been but is it pressure man is it pressure to be who you are it's definitely a lot of pressure um i feel like i've encountered people as well where they look at me i that's part of the reason why i don't fit in you mm. know, uh, when i i struggle with that with ladies and everything right. because Absolutely. like i can see that i i they all you want to do is smoke and drink, and I'm like, here I am. I sit in the room, you know. Right. I've been around it. Like it might be one in rotation. I'm just like, you can skip me, bro. And they're like, right. you don't smoke? Are oh, you lame? It's like, I guess you can call it what you want to call it, but I'm not. I'm good on that. So it's a lot. Of, it's definitely a lot of pressure, but I think the pressure comes from me not knowing another person who doesn't do it. Mm. You know. So I go through this, you know, and. Every day, you know, looking for someone I can relate to because I, I I don't feel like there's too much I can relate to, you know, like what you consider to be fun is going out partying and drinking and everything like that. But I would much rather, you know, get my money right and then 
take a trip somewhere, have fun. Like mm-hmm. I'm, right. I'm more focused on getting myself in order before I want to go out and take part in these activities and things like that. So I think that's the biggest pressure is I don't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. You got yet. a strong understanding of self. Yeah, but I, I have people looking up to me as well. So it's like I would rather keep that. You know, like my cousin texted me the other day. He said, man, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I'd be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do things for people. I don't keep tab on them. You know, it's like, man, it's, it's all love, mm-hmm. you know, but it's definitely a lot of pressure. Definitely. Once again, this is Dr. Cornell Lewis with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. I got LaFonda Carson with us today and brother Mark Marcus Davis. And we are uh, sitting here talking about this thing, man. We got a, a brother here that was quite unique for me. Uh, 22 years old, LaFonda is, and, and, and he is really, you know, pushing the envelope and pushing things as far as, you know what, this is who I am and I know who I am and I'm not getting ready to, uh, you know, give myself away to things that are going to damage me for life. And you can't beat that, man. I mean, at 22, man, at 22, I told him I was on the DMZ in Korea. I was looking at North Koreans and I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait to get from here so I can go get me another drink. And uh, this cat is really uh, a good dude. So, uh, talk to talk to us right now. And and Marcus, let me let me let you jump in. I want to grab something from you right quick. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you remember twenty two, bro? I do. I, do? I, I, I actually do remember twenty two. Uh, like I said, I had by this time I had uh, I already done my first bid. You okay. Know, you know what I'm saying I I, I uh, at nineteen I had went in I had went in for uh, selling crack. You know mm. what I'm saying so. You know, I had already been there and done that, so I was I was already not even close to what you was thinking about doing. You know what I'm saying? It was um, it was more like okay, I done came out. I uh, now it's like glorified. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't I didn't done this and that. You know what I'm saying? Even though I didn't do it for nobody, but my I was greedy. You know what I'm saying? But I I um, came out and now people saying, "Oh, hey, you know you get you got this cred because you done done this and you done done that." And it's like okay, so now I'm gonna go back out here and you know act even more full, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I did that. Like I said, for me, 22 was, um, I uh, I had my first daughter, my first child at um, 22. And uh, that's, that, that was actually one of the main things that started making me change my life around mm-hmm. is because now, okay, you got somebody here that's depending on you. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So now you want to try to do something else. And that's one of the reasons I left home because I knew if I was at home, I would still be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's that's that I want to uh, jump into also. Uh LaFonda, you had, you know, uh you had a pretty tumultuous childhood. One that saw you going to different directions all the time, right? Correct. I mean, are you okay talking about that today, man? For sure. Yeah, so 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 kind of kind of take me through. You took me through some of it yesterday, but I really would kind of like our audience to know how you dealt with four different households at the same time. And I don't even know if I could have handled that, man. I probably would have bounced. They, I would have been in some some home uh, for, for kids, juvenile all the time or whatever. How, how did, what, what, tell, tell us what happened. Kind of take us back to those moments when here I am trying to go to this house and, okay, I'm, a, I'm a, another kid over here and I'm another kid over here. Talk about that, man. Well, I will point out the first three, like I told you yesterday, it was my grandma's house I was at my mother's house and my father's house. But one thing, the other fourth house I didn't tell you about was a babysitter. Okay. So, um, you know, it's a big, a huge custody battle. My dad and my mom were fighting over, you know, custody. Uh, maybe went on for, I don't know, maybe like five years or so, a long time. So, you know, Monday 
Monday, Tuesday, I'm at my mom's. Wednesday, Thursday, I'm at my dad's. And the weekends, they they rotate. Mm. Um, so it was that was hard. Like I said, you know, growing up, if I'm being honest, man, I can't even remember parts of my childhood. Wow. I feel like some days it was just pitch black. And then I popped up, and it's a memory here, mm-hmm. and it's pitch black, and it's a memory here. Um, yeah, like I told you, man, it was my dad is like, you know, hey, your mom is lying about this, that, and the third. You know, then it's Monday, Tuesday. Well, your dad's lying about this, that, and the third. Wow. Go to my grandma's house, and she's like, well, I raised you. Your dad and your mom didn't do anything. And then on top of that, I didn't even tell you this yesterday, but, um, you know, my parents don't even know this, but, uh, you know, me and my sister, we would go to the babysitter's house. We get dropped off for like a week at a time. Same clothes for a week. Really? Mm-hmm. Same clothes for a week. Wow. Same clothes for a week, and I'm over there. I ain't told them this, but I was molested as a child over there. Well, well, see, I kind of was, I kind of was leaning in on that because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you didn't tell me about the babysitter, and I told you, being a doctor of be, of human behavior, I don't really listen for what people say; I listen for what they don't say. Mm-hmm. See, and you have a, uh, a a mature way about you at an early age, and a lot of times, I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times that means I had to grow up fast. fast. Yeah. So so can, are you are you okay talking about this man? I'm good. Yeah, yeah okay. Sure. So um have you had any counseling or anything behind that, bro? Um I didn't have any counseling because like I told my parents, you know, they said you need a counselor, you know. And I told them I said I know why I'm upset. Mhm. I'm upset at you. Yeah. You okay. you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, at you all like I said, you know, growing up with my father, you know, stepmom, you know, it was a lot of nitpicking going on in the house. So my dad was never home because he worked, made sure the bills was paid. So I pretty much grew up in the house with all women, my stepmother, and it was nitpicking. You know, I'm like, Dad, she did this. And she like, no, I didn't. Well, she said she didn't, so she didn't. It's so like, why would I lie about that? Right. So I bottled everything up at an early age, you know, house full of women. I didn't have anyone at all to turn to. And the people I turned to, they told my business. So at a really young age, I just cut everybody out. I, I- I'm sorry, my brother. But now I want to ask the question. Uh, do you think that might be one of the main reasons that you want everything so, you know what I'm saying, you you so mature, you know what I'm saying, you you feel as if, hey, you know what I'm saying, I got to have everything, you know, level and situated mm-hmm. for myself, you know what I'm saying, because I don't have that, you know what I'm saying, I don't Right, have- that's actually one of the reasons why I get caught up in a lot of trouble when it comes to my heart and love, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So whenever okay. I see you struggling, I immediately want to, jump in and hear your story and figure mm-hmm. out what's going on and that's why my relationship and things like that don't work because I always not to say it like that but I'll, I'm more attracted to the brokenness Right. you feel me how, how can I fix you or get you to where you want to go you know what I mean and now now you're fixed and I'm fixing myself and then it's just beautiful love story of I found her when she was da 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 and right. I found and it don't work like that all the time no it doesn't work like that at all because what happens is we we, we get this thought in our minds that uh, we gonna save somebody. Right. I told you, me and you, the same person. We took the enneagram, <laughs> the same right? Exact person. Yeah, we same exact person, right? Uh, you took that enneagram, Marcus. Yes, sir. What were you? Uh, what? Uh, you were. Oh uh, yeah, but you were like a six or or four. It was a. Yeah, it was a. a a nine and a seven. Nine and a seven, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're the peacemaker, mm-hmm. right? You want to keep the peace, Absolutely. That's right? See, so that's what I'm saying. He had taken it too, but that's the one thing that 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 is a mind-blowing experience is that here you are fixing people. Mm-hmm. And this was my fear for you, if I have to say anything, that you're going to get everybody fixed and there won't be anything full of Fonda getting fixed. 
because everybody's going to say, well, what's wrong with you? Just like they did me. Mm-hmm. They, later on in life, you know, I, man, I'm a fixer, man. I was a fixer like you wouldn't believe. I mean, somebody called me in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm out there. Oh, you on heroin? Okay, I'm going to get you straight. I'm sticking with you when they won't, when they won't stick with you. I'm mm-hmm. not kicking you to the curb. Right. And then quiet as it's kept, here go my marriage downhill. And I'm wondering why, because she ought to see that I'm doing, I'm doing greater things than some cat in the club dancing all night buying drinks for wow. some chick. Okay, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm stupid because I don't know that that is my first calling. My wife is my first calling. Right? right? God mm-hmm. and then my wife. But I'm out here fixing all these people. Because quiet as it's kept, I may have issues with my wife today. She may not like the way oh, uh, I put my shoes up. Right. right. right? Mm-hmm. I can't solve that. But this person out here, right after I finish with them, they're going to be like, I can man, LaFonda, I so appreciate you, man. Right. You're going to get what they call brain candy. It's called dopamine. And what happens is... Dopamine is the drug that comes to the front part of our brain. It's the same drug that comes to the front part of our brain when we do heroin, when we do cocaine, when we do any kind of drugs, drinking or whatever. It's the pleasure drug and it's naturally occurring. And we want that over and over and over and over and over again in our lives. That's why people like us, I read our, our Enneagram, we get mad. When folk don't appreciate. Because mm. guess what? There ain't no brain candy. Wow. It's amazing. Right. I agree. So how do you handle then, you know, dealing with the person who says, well, look, you know, you should be, you should want to help me regardless. Right. You know, I, I ain't. I mean, do you kick them to the curb, LaFonda? Like, who is that? Who is that person that you'd be like, you know what, man? I helped you. Right. And now, <laughs> you tripping. Right. Mm-hmm. You um, dummy. If I'm being honest, uh, I do have trouble with that. Um, only because, like I said, I, one of my biggest things, problems that I have is I grew up pretty much dealing with everything on my own. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem being alone. So the moment you say something off the wall, I don't have a problem with cutting you, you know. Um, so whenever you come off as making it seem like I'm supposed to do something for you, I won't do anything for you at all. You know, it's like you said, we go from a two to the to the uh, eight to the eight, the aggressor. <laughs> yeah. And the moment my two is gone, I'm in full aggressive. Yes. Aggressor mode. Yes. Wow. Yes. Like I, like I said, and that's what I don't like. So, and I, I agree with you said like on the, the brain candy, like. Mm-hmm. If I if I hold this door for you mm-hmm. and you don't say thank you, mm-hmm. I'm about ready to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, slam, I slam the door like like what do you you know what I mean? And yeah, so 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 how do you handle that since you are a nine and a seven? You the peacemaker and the reformer. Mm-hmm. So the reformer, okay. So me and Lafonda are the uh, the 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 helpers. Mm-hmm. But if we go to an eight, we the aggressors. Okay, <laughs> and we don't just slide to an eight. Oh, we jump over to that bad boy, right? Because this is what you, you got to get this. You got to get this because you don't understand that I just gave you my all. Okay. How do you handle somebody who doesn't appreciate uh, Marcus? I mean, you're the performer. Well, like I said, uh, uh, 
I'm kind of like to be honest. I'm kind of like the same way, but uh, but also like you like you brother saying. I I I, I guess being a peacemaker, I always try to make the make oh, people happy. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? You and and, and um. Sometimes that don't work. Of course, well, most times that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's not most time that don't work. But you know, most of the time you, when I I had to learn to let people go. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. Because I had a lot of people in my life for like that when. Well, nothing to me. Shouldn't have been. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't you was carrying them? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you carry you know, them. Because, because I was trying to keep the peace. Like yeah. you said, I was trying to keep the peace. Like family members, a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? That um, I went through and um, helped and helped, you know, and helped on to people. But now as I as I grow, I learn to uh, cut people loose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, like you said, sometimes I get real upset about it. You know, old school guy would have been like, like you said, be ready to. But uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to grow and learn. So it's, it's I just kind of just cut people off, you know. But I, I'm open to helping anybody who want to do, you know, want to want help. But. Mm-hmm. Well, but see, I, that's interesting because, uh, you may be able to be one to stand back and watch somebody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Me and him can't do that, right? Oh, I'm gonna watch. Okay. You. We yeah see you watch me and him <laughs> be like this. Oh man, they done failed. Oh man, yeah. you be thinking. Mm-hmm. I wonder what did they fall down because they trying to bring some other cats right. to rob me. All right, <laughs> me and you, we diving in like, oh, let me help you up. I give you a perfect example. Okay, I was, I was, right. I was uh, when I was still in Colorado, I was walking down the street and this lady was in a wheelchair. She was trying to cross the street, and I went and helped the lady cross the street in a wheelchair. Then she got up out the wheelchair and just and stopped. started walking away. I was like, what? <laughs> and my wife was like, did she just do that? I'm like. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and these are the things that we go through, but but I mean, just like what, what the young brother is saying today is how many times do you help somebody and then I'm done with you? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem because we carry people. I mean, we keep carrying them. We keep carrying them. And then when we tired, they look at us like, what's wrong? Right. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Oh, you don't want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to get to, too, with this brother is... We talked about something yesterday that I just now learned at, um, let's see, I'm 53, and I want to say at at the age 50, I just learned it. Mm -hmm. It messed me up. Uh, As much as twos are the helper, Mm -hmm. and they're going to do some stuff, and they're going to be out there trying to get you together and help out and all of that, we need our quiet time. Come on, talk to me about that, man. I mean, quiet time, right? How did you know that you need a quiet time? Um, honestly, I like I said, I think this comes from me just naturally being alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not really, I don't like crowds. You know what I mean? I'm cool with my little circle, and that's it. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I just need. I guess what it is for me, I don't have people to pour into, so I need something that allows me to release what I have in me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, okay, whether it be playing basketball or sitting at home playing video games, you know, just not having someone in your ear because I think it's too, like I said, I, I, I attract, well, people that are broken, you see what I'm saying? So they always need and need and need. So my phone every all the time is, hey, can you, can you, can you, can you, or I need this, this, and this, and that gets annoying. I don't have peace, you know what I mean? So my release is just, like I said, playing the game or Finding something that I like to do in my own time, and that's I found that I needed that because if, if I'm helping you and helping you and helping you, I'm drained. Right. 
Yeah. Like, if I don't say no, I promise you, I will run this city 24-7 like it's my job to help you. Like, it was to the point where, like, I work 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I get off work, and I sleep till, like, 9 a.m., and my phone starts ringing. People need this and need that. And I, some days, I, I won't even go back to sleep. I, like, I, I get home 5 p.m., lay in the bed, I need some help. Oh, here I come. And I go to work, and now I'm tired on my at my job because... You needed me, and I wasn't afraid, or you know, I didn't tell you no. But so. you felt good though because you helped them, right? And see, and the thing about it is, all right. Once again, this is Doctor Lewis with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. Uh, we're here on Anchor right now. Uh, we're trying to get our podcast together in the store back there. We're going to make that happen. But I'm sitting here today again, once again, with Brother Marcus Davis and with our special guest, uh, Brother LaFonda Carson. All right. And we were talking about just me time, but Marcus had a question. What you got there, Brother Marcus? Uh, I just wanted to ask the question to you, Brother. So, I mean, uh, as far as you guys sending y'all to the helpers, do you feel that we as a people that have been conditioned to be the burden bearers and, and, and things of, of other people? That's a good question. That's a good question. You want to answer that? You think you that we've been conditioned? Okay. I appreciate you throwing that to me. You can tell somebody who's always trying to get you your points. This this LeBron right here. Okay, he'd be like, yeah, I'm a team player. All I appreciate right. you. And then he's going to come back and be like, oh, now I know what you're talking about. I dig it. So conditioned to be service people. Okay, so the the school system never really conditioned us to be um, mathematicians, uh, rocket scientists uh, that never conditioned us to be people who were uh, going to be uh, corporate CEOs. Mm -hmm. Not much like they did with the uh, with the white population of school systems that where people lived, where you had a great school system. I mean, I didn't know what a SAT or ACT was even as I was graduating from high school because I never saw one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, my, my, my thought process and what they were telling me is you're going to make a wonderful firefighter or you're going to make a wonderful uh, uh, person to help people or whatever, but never talk to me about being the CEO of my own business. So I would say in some way, yes, but as far as the Enneagram is concerned, I've always been the one who wanted to help people. As a matter of fact, what blew my mind is I had a reunion out where I live at, lived at Lincoln Park Projects. Uh, we have a reunion every year. And um, I'm, I'm out there, what is it, last year? And a girl said this to me, right? A woman said this to me that grew up with me. She's like, you know what? Only thing I remember about you is you was always trying to be somebody's daddy. You, you was 10 years old trying to be somebody's daddy, trying to tell folks what to do. And it didn't dawn on me until I took the Enneagram. That's just how I've always been. I never want to see you go bad. I never want to see you do bad. I never want to see you go down the wrong road. And so I'm always trying to be there as your, you know, to bridge the gap. Right. If I got to lay down on the track, I got to lay down on the track to right. get you over. But I can promise you this. Some of the problems were that no matter what ended up happening, Nobody ever laid down on the track for me. Right. And then I got to say, I would get bad. I would get angry and I would get upset. And then I want to fight. Okay. 
And I'm talking about you ain't got to start it. I will. Right. <laughs> okay, because you are an unappreciative individual. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you totally are unappreciative right. of what I just gave you. But then that also set me up for the God complex. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that was a problem mm-hmm. when I felt like I could help anybody. Right. I could help anybody. There is nobody that I can't help. All I need to do is hear about your problem, and I can help you come up with some thoughts on that. Okay? Mm -hmm. But when I realized also that you can't help anybody, when when I was a paramedic, people started, uh, uh, the first couple people that died on me, I was like, hold up. Now I did everything I was supposed to do. You supposed to be up walking around. And... It didn't work that way. So I kind of got the feeling then like there was something else to this helping thing. Like you might need to check that. Wow. You know, so what about you, LaFond? I mean, do you you feel like you was uh, tracked into the helping? Like like they they, you already were you already that way or or you was you were tracked into that by, hey, this who you are. Um, Well, like I said, first, I feel like it, it goes back into me feeling like I never had it. Mm. So mm. I feel like in a way maybe that conditioned me mm-hmm. like I didn't have it and I see that you don't have it mm-hmm. but I know I'm able to give it to you wow. so I okay. will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I will say that I believe that everyone doesn't want to be helped. So even though they come to you, man, I can't pay my bills. Right. Um, my car broke down. They don't want to hear the long term plan to get out of that which would be you know i got a job like hey man my job hiring yeah they want the quick fix of (laughs) get my money or whatever and i'm good you know what i mean like i can't pay my rent okay well my job hiring you know for x amount of dollars an hour i can put you on over here we can get you some more money in your pocket fix that fix that thing completely Mm -hmm. but instead they would much rather hear the man that's crazy you know or they want you to dig they they want you to play into the little game of, of sorrow they don't want to be helped, you know what I mean? And then that's whenever, you know, here we get the tools going to being mm-hmm. a dad, and then that's, yep. that's what they don't like. That's right, what they right. Not they want. don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that Yeah, part. yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right about that, bro. They don't want to hear, all right, so here's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear that Nah, that's, that's, that's too hard for mm-hmm. But where, where are you at on that, Marcus? Since you asked a question, I mean, do you feel like we've been tracked? Do you feel like we've been pushed into certain service areas? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. I, 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 I absolutely. I, I I feel like us as a people have. Uh, first of all, that's our temperament. I feel okay. Like that's our okay. To, okay. Because because we didn't we didn't done everything that everybody's done, so we know, you know what I'm saying, how to help. But uh, but at the same time, in today's world, I feel like we still carrying on to to us being a people who who have been uh, conditioned to carry other people's burdens. You know what I'm saying? Mm, in, in order, mm. You know what I'm saying? In order to help or whatever we want to call it, but we've been conditioned that way for thousands of years. You know, because because us as a people, we look at it and say, hey, we've been there and done that. We didn't been through that and we didn't came through it. We can help you with that. And it's kind of like our, like our temperament, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we but we never had no but like you said we never had nobody but our own to help us. You right, know what I'm right, and the fact remains is most of us are still in that position where we don't want um, 
we don't want anybody to see us as maybe somebody who says, okay, well, I need help or this person needs That's, help or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be the ones that need the help. Right. Let's let's be real. I mean, I'll be honest with you, um, LaFonda, one of the things that I have found is that when I need help, I don't ask nobody. Mm-hmm. I just don't ask nobody because, see, I don't want them to feel bad, first of all, about uh, <laughs> about me needing help. And then I also really don't want them to, uh, uh, you know, well, you know, I'm gonna get you. Look, man, don't don't even tell me you're gonna get me back. Right. Don't 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 tell me you're gonna get me back. Uh, don't tell me that this 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 that's not gonna work for me because right, quiet as it's kept, you can't help me the way I need help. Mm-hmm. You can't help me the way I need help because uh, you need it more than I do. And if you could help me, then you know you would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I keep my game tight. So when you show up, I'm never thinking, well, I'm the one that need help. Right. No, I got my game tight. You ain't where I'm at. Right. And that's your problem. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, man. I got to always, you got to always be ready because some people, man, you can't want more for people than they want for themselves. Oh, yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? They want, they want so much and, and give so little and then wanna, want you to... Take care of it all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, ain't it? Amen. That's hard. I mean, talk to me about women, man. So let's let's get into this women issue, man, because I want to I wanna talk. Oh, is that a that's the <laughs> no, other man? Y'all they, the brother the brother said it like it. <laughs> I know. Hey, like look, I it plays right for me, it plays right into the help. Yeah. Like my yeah. like I said, I found someone who was broken. You know, she was down bad, you know, couldn't afford her bills, couldn't afford her mm-hmm. apartment. So I'm like, look, you come live with me. Mm-hmm. You know, broke the lease, you know, paid for all of that. You can't live with me. You talking about, you know, you want to get back on track. I'm like, look, you ain't got to pay no bills. Just mm-hmm. worry about focusing on yourself. Look, I'll handle everything else. Turned out, you know, it's, I'm playing dad again. Yeah, you know, right. She yeah. didn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I don't even know what happened, man. It's just, like I said, some people don't want to be helped. You know, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that you're okay. I'm putting, I'm bringing you food. I'm, I'm the one cooking dinner. You know what I mean? You know, you sleep all day, or whatever. I'm, I'm cooking dinner for you, making sure you're okay. Like car broke down, I pay to fix the car. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you can't afford anything. Not, I'm not knocking, not knocking anybody. Nah, brother, right. you got to say what it is. We, we getting into it, right? Yeah, like, you got to say what it is. This like, is the keeping it totally real. Yeah, right. You know, and like okay. you said, it, you they want everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, for example, the job we work at, you know, we're making my little, like little, my like eight mm-hmm. bucks a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the things that you want, you cannot afford. Mm-hmm. So how can you look at me and be like, I want this, mm-hmm. and you can't afford it yourself? Mm-hmm. Why is the purse that you want two thousand dollars? Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it'll yeah. take you three weeks right. to buy that purse, and that's before you even pay your rent and your right. car note and your right. car insurance. I was, and th- this is this is the thing I have, I have with people as well. Okay, mm-hmm. you will buy that purse to wear in an environment where no one can can afford it, <laughs> and you can afford it. You can't even afford it. So who are you really trying to? Who are you flossing? Right. Yeah, who? Who? You know what I mean? Or, or you might you may even get it. You can get a purse that is so expensive that no one had never even heard of, and you wear it in an environment and they clown you because mm-hmm. they think it's fake. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't even know what it is. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, no, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, what you got to say about that, Marcus, when it comes right. down to that kind of stuff, man, you find yourself in situations where, okay, so I know I needed help, and I ain't going to lie to you. 
I've always had champagne taste on mm. beer on beer money. Yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I you know what I'm saying. So I always I've always had these dreams, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, that's gonna happen, and and you know I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I've been man, I've been at my worst. I've been down like four flat tires, man. But I'm telling you, I get up. And somehow, some way, man, I always give mine to the grace of God, but Amen. somehow, some way, man, I end up rising. Right. My wife told me, she was like, I said, look, I had 84 cent in the bank mm-hmm. when you met me. You know what I'm saying? I showed her my bank statement. Right. And I said, what made you still want to get with me? And she said, I could see that you had potential. Right. And I'm like... Mm, potential. I was like, so if if I put myself in your hands, then you could help shape me. She said, yeah. She said, I, I knew that. that. I can see she that. She said, I knew it. She said, of course, because I wouldn't be with you. Because, you know, here's the thing. Even though we supposed to choose them, they choose us before we choose them. Mm-hmm. They see something and they like, uh-huh. Long before. Yeah, and they choose us before we choose them. It ain't no really, we going out to choose. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, play your part three stacks. These girls are smart. <laughs> okay? Smart. And, right. Smart. And they like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can tell. My wife told me this. She said, <laughs> I got to tell it. I got to tell it. Because it's the Keeping It Totally Real podcast with That's Dr. Right. Cornell Lewis. She told me, she said, I could tell by the way you walked that you knew how to put it down. I said, well, you have, hey, what can I say? She said, I could just tell by the way you walked. I said, well, there that is. See, and so those are the things that women notice about us. Mm-hmm. But what would you say, Marcus, to the young guy or the guy who is trying to deal with this, this generation of uh, gimme, gimme, gimme! The King uh, King Von coming in with stacks. Right. You know, you know, uh, uh, they looking at at, at 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 Papa Duck and them cats right. and all them dudes coming in with stacks right. and giving it to their peoples. And and, and you know, uh, yeah, I'm giving up stacks, but I'm not leaving the projects. And right. oh, you know, I got a new car, but I ain't leaving the projects. Right. You know what I'm saying? What do you say to that, bro? What do you say to that that mindset? Because um, because my man listening, right. To that mindset, I, I would say, um, get rid of that mindset. Mm. Get rid of that mindset totally. Mm. Been there, done that. I'm telling you, that mindset leads you to nowhere and leads you with no kind of women that's worth having that mindset for. I'm just going to keep that real with you. And he, he might as well take his time because absolutely, there's a lot. Because I'm going to tell you, before my wife... When I was in the street, I ran through women, just ran mm-hmm. through them, ran through them. And none of them was worth my time mm-hmm. because all they wanted was, like you said, money. I want the purse. I want the hair. I mm-hmm. want this. I want that. And I, and when I met my wife, my wife actually told me, she was like, I wasn't even finna give you my number. Wow. Wow. And I, Because I went to, I searched my wife. You know, I had seen her and, and, and went looking for her. She said, I wasn't even finna give you my number. She said, <laughs> she, she, said, she said, I had already heard about you. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, she told wow. me, she said, she, I had already heard about you. Wow. But then she said, she said I ended up giving it to you because I seen some in you. Mm. Mm. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. I had to research my wife. 
the one that you have to go after. I did. And they, they, you ain't going after them because you want them so bad. They got their own. Mm -hmm. They don't need you. You need them. Right. Okay. Now they need something from you because I ask my wife all the time. I'll be like, what do you get from me? Because, you know, I'm not the dude that runs around and dusting every day. That's not me. I'm just not that dude. Mm -hmm. um, I take the trash out. I try to keep them the, the uh, dishes washed, things of that nature. But I was like, what, do you, what have you gotten from me in life? She said, you taught me how to live. Wow. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She was like, well, you know, I hadn't really done a whole lot because... I didn't want, you know, I had come, she had come out of an abusive relationship mm -hmm. and she was just like, look, I'm good, period. So she put herself up on a shelf somewhere. Mm -hmm. So finding her was like finding Nemo. Right. Okay. I'm like, well, where's she at? You know what I'm saying? But I'm cool. Cause like I told you, I wasn't really trying to get no full-time job because I was at the pimp agency, right. otherwise known as the temp agency. So what I'm thinking is, okay, how do I find a woman? And she was sitting right before my eyes. We were friends before we were anything. We were friends. That was just, I can honestly tell you, I married my friend. Right. I never had a friend that was a woman in my whole life, ever. Everybody was free game. So I didn't understand that. But what I did know is she had her own. I, I, she could take care of me if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I would always be chasing after her. Mm -hmm. Like she hit a level and I'm like, well, ho hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I know you on that level. Give me a, give me a second. I'll just need to stop this foolishness right. and let me make these phone calls. Well, I'm leaving now. Hold up. Hey, don't come by. Don't call no more. Click. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm like, okay, I'm on the level with you. And she's like, well, the next one is coming. And I'm like, like right now, <laughs> can a brother get a breather? Right. You know what I'm saying? So she's making you chase mm -hmm. your vision. She sees the vision in you and she's making you chase it until, cause she's stepping up and then she look, looking at you. So you come up then after a while, when you finally get it, now she's like, I'm following you where we head. Wow, you, right. you see what I'm saying? But that is the gift that you are been, you'll be given. You will not have to find all of the things that you want in her. She's, she comes ready made. Wow. She comes ready made and not ready made for me or, 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 or Marcus. She comes ready made for you. Right. Right. Can I hand on that real quick? No, please, please. I want to hear you, brother. Because I want to hear you. That, that right there was what I've, I've been sitting on this whole time. Mm -hmm. You talk about, okay, you said like your wife mm -hmm. and your wife mm -hmm. as well. You said they seen something in you. Mm -hmm. But as a man, like just like a little double standard here. Come on. As a man, how has seeing something in a woman, like has it ever got you in trouble? Like like you said that you was in a, you know, running through. Right. Uh, well, like I say, uh, I can, I can, I can speak on that. Uh, like I got, uh, my, I got a daughter. Like I told you, uh, my, mm -hmm. oldest, my mm -hmm. oldest, my oldest child is by a different woman than my mm -hmm. wife. And, um, I thought that one was something, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like you say, I put that woman on the pedestal and I thought she was going to be something. I'm like, Oh, if I was going to have some kids, this is the mm -hmm. perfect woman. And mm -hmm. she's been a perfect mother. I can mm -hmm. say, you know, mm -hmm. but, right. but she just went the woman for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There it is. And, 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 and uh, to speak on what you were saying mm -hmm. earlier about about my wife, that's a, 
that's almost a similar thing. My wife was two. My wife was nineteen with two jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I go tell her I wasn't even working. You know, I was in the street. You mm-hmm, know, like, mm-hmm. and uh, she just elevated me and elevated me and elevated mm-hmm. me and elevated me. But yeah, brother, you run across a lot of the wrong ones. Right. You run across. Oh a lot yeah. Of the wrong. Like, yeah. Like like uh, <clears throat> like I said, now me and my daughter's mom, we we cool. Mm-hmm. But when we was going through it, brother, I'm talking about brother. It was hectic, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, from that, I, and I take it as a learning experience. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And, and I and I also and I also lived with a woman before that that was older than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like eighteen, and I moved out with a woman that was older than me because mm-hmm. I because I was like I said I didn't want to list to mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? This woman, you can come over and stay with mm-hmm. me, man. That woman, that woman, man. <clears throat> That woman almost destroyed me, man. Like she, like no, like seriously, that woman made me like not even want to even deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, like wow. If you, if you ever had a woman that makes you just want to just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was that lady. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That was her. Well, I, I will say this, and I, I'm, you know, this is Dr. Cornell Lewis with the Keeping It Totally Real uh, podcast. I'm here talking to uh, uh, Lafonda Carson, and I'm here talking to Brother Marcus. Davis, and we've been talking about this life thing, and I love getting brothers' uh, uh, experiences. Uh, we're answering the question right now. You know what, what? You know you put that woman up there, then what? Right. And uh, I'm saying to you this, right? I I did my thing. I did my thug thizzle. Mm-hmm. I ran through uh, all kind of stuff. Okay, and I, I I had gotten one where I thought she was gonna be the one, mm-hmm. and so this is my second marriage, okay? So in between the first one and the second one, I had one. I thought she was going to be the one. But everybody, nobody really just kind of just uh, co-signed that. And on top of that, you know, my kids wasn't real fond of her, mm. okay? Because it was like, you know, they was, they was you know, she was in a space bubble, okay. what they would tell me, right? So um, what you end up doing is have a problem have an issue and see who you got on your hands. Wow. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Have a problem uh, and see if somebody comes to your rescue. Okay. Deliberately have an issue. Don't tell nobody what all you got. Don't make it look like you the man, even though you will be, even though you are, I don't care what you got in the bank. Right. Have a problem. Have a car problem. You know, I'm really struggling right now. I need to, uh, you know, you've been with her a while, mm-hmm. right? I'm really struggling right now. You know, I really need to see about getting this car fixed. Right. Really? Well, I mean, what you need? Yeah. Didn't you like this? What, 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 what did me. you say? Right. <laughs> what, what did you say? Have a problem, bro. Have an issue. Well, you know... And, 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 and I'm telling you, you're going to find out who this person is. Mm-hmm. But here's what you got to do. And I hate to say it, and it's probably going to sound manipulative. You got to take them through something, bro. You got to take them through something. If they don't go through nothing and you don't go through nothing, then how you know what's going to happen? Because you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Okay? If there ain't nothing else I know about marriage, you going to have some problems. Relationships. It doesn't matter who you are. You got problems with your dog sometimes. Dog don't want to come in the house. Right? It's a relationship problem. Right? right? Get your behind in the house. You're going to have problems. But I need to know that, well, 
Let me go on and steal something from uh, 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 New Edition. You heard of them? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> they had a song I need you to listen to. Can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain? Okay. I know you stand. You can stand the sunny days. Mm-hmm. I know you like this. Y'all know you like that. Right. But can you stand the rain? Because right. it's going to rain some days. And daggone it, I can't be the only one with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. If I'm the only one with an umbrella, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Look, I can't cover us all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying. But I need to know that you got a backup. I need to know that you're not going to let me down. Because quiet is just kept as a visionary, I see vision. And I see it so big till you might be looking at me like, well, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell you, but I can't show you until it's done, showed for, shown to me like right, that. Right, right, right. I hope this makes sense mm-hmm. to you, brother. Sense. Mm-hmm. That, that you got you to gotta take people through your real problems. When you act like you don't have no issues, you know what that says? Huh? I'm God. I got this. Everybody comes to me. You got to really have your real problems. If you have your real problems, you won't have them around you long if they ain't really down for you. If you have your real problems in life. Okay. If if when you leave out to do anything, where you going? Well, you know, I was getting ready to take the trash. You come back and you like, oh, daggone, it's like that. Mm. Look, that's not real. That's not real love. Right. Just because they want you around all the time. Right. How you going to breathe? Right. All right. That's somebody who has been through something that you didn't do. That's some insecurities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the insecurity. Okay. Don't think because they want you around all the time that I tell my wife right now, I'm retired and we both at the crib and I tell her somebody got to go somewhere for eight hours. Right. I go in the basement for eight hours because you know what that makes me do? Miss her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I ain't well, seen you all day. Right. Well, I'm, girl, I ain't seen you all day. Absolutely. And she, right. Give me her real Give quick. me, girl. Come here, girl. Give me some sugar. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, right. man. Absolutely. But I hope that makes sense, man. We're going to cut this uh, right now. I want to thank you, man. You just, you brothers don't know, man. This has been a real good conversation, bro. Absolutely. And I want to make sure that y'all know that and the fact that uh, there is so much to get to in these men's issues uh, that brothers really need to hear this, man. They need to know that it's not going to be bad always. If you turn around and say, all right, I've got a life I got to go live. And as I'm going to live my life, I don't need to bring in ba- baggage. Right. right. I'm not bringing bags in and, and keep, you know, start piling up in a room somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Right. I don't want to be with anybody who has... Something on their mind. You got to understand. You ain't going to change their mind. Okay. They going to change your address. If you mess around. Okay. Because my mother always told me. Don't live with a woman. Unless you're married to her. Because when she get mad. You might be the one. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be out there talking about. Y'all got any room in the shelter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to put out. And then you want to be mad at her. But you set yourself up for failure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, nobody, nobody gets the diamond, bruh. Nobody gets the diamond until the diamond is ready. Okay. You are, come on. See, you feel me. It's not this diamond. It's you. Nobody gets the diamond until the diamond is ready. Okay. You get the other diamond, you go pay some money for that. Okay. That'll end up at the pawn shop. 
All right, with the quickness. And she going to get that purse that she couldn't get from you. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're the diamond, okay, mm-hmm. then you got to recognize that that's not something you just want to give away. One more quick, one more thought process. You give, you take a million dollars. Right. All right. Now I'm a city boy. You a city boy? Yes, sir. Okay. You country. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. From the country. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't call Marcus country. Still there. No. <laughs> That's right. That hard still there. Yeah, yeah. So get get this. Marcus, you take a million dollars and put it in a hog pen. Mm-hmm. Is that hog going to all of a sudden start playing the stock market? Right. No, not at all. What they gonna do with that million dollars? They're gonna, they gonna trample all over. Roll it. around yeah, in it yep. and all that, huh? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, they're not gonna do nothing special with that million dollars, are they? Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's the thing. Don't cast your pearls before swine. You can't. They take it, they use it, they abuse it, they misuse it. And look, be up front. I'm not looking for nothing right now. Right. And because what I am looking for, I already realized it ain't here. <laughs> you ain't that way. Let me tell you something, man. There's two things I recognize about you. You don't know what love is. And you don't have love. Those are the two things I know about you. Because uh, you have a thought process about what love is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. OK, but that ain't it. Those are actions and actions that you've seen Mm -hmm. over time, right? Same with me. I saw actions. Oh, I'm supposed to make sure she got flowers. I'm supposed to make sure it worked. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to make sure it's a birthday, Valentine's Day. I'm supposed to do it. Guess what? What about when you wake up one day and your wife uh, done had a stroke? You know, or you wake up one day or you don't wake up one day feeling real good. Will she take care of you? Will she take care of you then? Is it really for better or for worse? Or is just that I can't do nothing for you? Have a problem, bro. On purpose, have a problem. You got anything, any last words, LaFonda? I mean, you know. I know you just got my best. I'm going to start charging you for this stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we, like you said, it was, it was a really good conversation. And like I said, I'm glad to be here and I would love to be back. Actually. Oh, you will be. Uh, you was, will be. Like, it, this is what I need, like an outlet. And this is, I feel like this for me was an outlet. And I feel like whoever listens to this, you know, somewhere along in this conversation, they're going to be able to feel what we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's for everyone out there. Right. Bits and pieces of it. And I, like I said, I, I, I loved it, man. Right, right, right. Cool. What about you, brother? Uh, I would just agree with the brother. And also, I just, I, it just feel like a warm environment because there's somewhere that us brothers, which we usually don't have, can get together and feel safe talking amongst each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, and being, like you said, being, being vulnerable with each other. And right. Actually, actually right. being able to discuss our problems and, 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 and things and address issues that are important to us as men. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't get that a lot. So I appreciate right. you for right. that, brother. Absolutely. Well, uh, man, I'm going to tell you, this ain't nothing but the Lord because I sure enough didn't expect to be here in my life. Uh, this is where I always dreamed to be mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I can't lift it anymore. I used to lift everything, used to carry people, but I can't do it anymore. So the one thing I told LaFonda yesterday is Superman is dead and we're the Justice League now. 
So, okay. so we got we to gotta help each other. You know what I'm saying? Where there ain't right. no more. Take that S off your chest. Sell that cape and them boots. Right. Okay? And come on in here. You be you. I'm going to be me. And we're going to wonder twin powers activate. Absolutely. <laughs> okay? That's what we doing. We're right. not getting ready to try to do this by ourselves. So thank you all once again. Once again, this is Dr. Cornell Lewis with the Keeping It Totally Real podcast. And I want to thank my guests today. We will get back at this. We did a part one. Now we're doing a part two. And we're going to put these both out. They're going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on uh, iPhone, the uh, uh, App Store. It's going to be on our uh, on our uh, app at the Expanding Visions Ministries. You can get our app in uh, the uh, App Store. And you can also get it in Google Play. So thank you once again. We look forward to talking to you. Take care of yourselves.